today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us feeling, get us thinking about ideas, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. Now, today we're going to be talking about the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association's Great Art Fair, the Powderhorn Park Art Fair. There are hundreds of local and regional artists on the scene. It's going to be right at Powderhorn Park. There's going to be great food. There's going to be uh, all kinds of fun things to do on Saturday, August 4th from 10 a.m. to Sunday, August 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And there's going to be Youth Showcase. Don't miss that. Uh, that's both Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. And we have uh, to talk to us about this as well as other guests. But in the studio, my co-host today is the executive director of the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association. We have Tabitha Montgomery. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me on again. Always great to have you join us. So, Tabitha, we've got this great event that's been going on for so many years. How many years has it been now? Oh, gosh, this is its 20s, and it was community-inspired and led uh, for probably over a dozen of those years. And then the association uh, came around the community to make sure it, it keeps going. And how many artists do you think will be there this year? I estimate that we're going to have over 250 artists. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be pretty spectacular. It's in what we believe is the most picture-perfect location that is possible in the Twin Cities for an out, an outdoor art fair. Um, and it generally goes uh, perfectly, not only because of the amazing talent, but because of all the attendees uh, that come out, people like your listeners who are always looking for uh, amazing, either established or merging or, in this case, youthful artist. Now, this is also a great time for artists to celebrate and celebrate the community that you live in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have tons of artists that contribute um, not only to um, uh, enriching our lives through their personal art forms, but many artists are also activists, and they are also using their voices across their platform and medium and mediums to draw attention to a variety, variety of issues. So if you're a clothing artist, you know, we've seen in helping to elevate uh, the resist movement or if there's housing inequity you see artists oftentimes giving a um, support um, and voice to any number of significant issues so artists play i think a significant role not only at something like the art fair which is amazing right because you get to shop and you get to look and you get to awe but they also play a tremendous role in just how we think about issues right Mm -hmm. how they tell a story how they bring you in in a very compelling way and you get to invest in them and then invest in the community as well. Oh, absolutely. One of the cool things that we're doing this year is all of the donations that are made um, on the day of the art fair will be going toward what we're calling artist access grants for next year to really alleviate any barriers to uh, participation. So whether that be helping us to offset for oftentimes marginalized uh, or low-income artists, um, their applicant or their booth fee. So we're excited about that. So we hope that um, your listeners who are out there, if you're able and, of course, planning to come to the greatest art fair in all the land, uh, that they stop by the booth and make a donation so we can help off uh, defray as many costs as possible for next year's artist. So give us the address. 3400 15th Avenue South, and that's right in the heart of um, Minneapolis. It's actually at the Potterhorn Park Recreation Center. It's a 66-acre park um, with a beautiful um, lake. Uh, right in the center of it. It's gorgeous. Now, are there any uh, road challenges? Is 35W supposed to still be <laughs> going crazy during that? So is there, do you have some helpful hints oh for folks? My Maybe gosh, keep coming up sooner? <laughs> you're holding me accountable to yeah. be transparent. Absolutely. Uh, you know, what we will say is that it's an art fair that will be easy to sneak up on. <laughs> you can get uh, take, I think it's the 46th Street exit, mm-hmm. um, so you don't have to wait to get close to um, where a lot of the... Um, congestion happens closer to 35th and 36th Um, and then you can go east and then cut over to Bloomington and or Cedar depending on which one you're closest to and then take that up to 35th Street right because it's the park sits right off of 35th Street its boundaries are 35th Street to the south and 15th or 35th Street to the south 15th Avenue to the east um, and then 31st Street to the north and any good suggestions for parking 
You know, you can park. The neighbors are always um, more uh, not only patient and t- than possibly imaginable. But I would say that park is even though parking tends to be tight and there's not surface lot parking, you can feel free to park throughout the neighborhood. And it's a very small either block, block and a half walk in most instances. And Metro is a good uh, transit to take as well? Yes, Metro Transit is, again, an an amazing partner for this year's Art Fair. They have the Art Pass. Um, We happen to share the weekend with uh, another Art Fair that happens just a stone's throw away to the west of us, the Uptown Art Fair. And because we believe in the power of the arts, we totally give them a shout-out as well. They do a very cool Art Fair. We we certainly believe our our Art Fair is cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's certainly accessible. That's the nice thing. Absolutely. We, We certainly think the accessibility piece, uh, just being a little bit more tucked away, is certainly uh, a bonus um, to our attendees in terms of just ease of navigating the area. So, um, But the uh, Metro Transit has been great partners because you can ride for free with our pass. You just have to download um, the the pass online. And you can get that going through your website. Absolutely. And your website, again, is ppna.org. Correct. You can um, go to the events um, section and click on Powderhorn Art Fair, and it will take you to all the uh, necessary information to make sure that your visit on one. Now, you've really used the art fair model to be creative in doing other events as well. And, and tell me why you think that the art fair as sort of the backbone has created that sensibility in your neighborhood for being able to do other creative fun things. You know, I think that it goes to how we all have a story. We all have a, a narrative. And part of that narrative is that we do cool stuff mm-hmm. as individuals and as communities and as a citizenry. We do amazing stuff, but when we do it together. And I think the art fair as a platform, as a medium, allows people to come together. Together, it allows us to tell the stories of a lot of different people with a lot of different talents and skills in one place. And I think that that's why it has such longevity in the community. I think that it certainly was the impetus or inspired our Powderhorn Shark Tank event that happened a couple of months ago. But again, that was about highlighting and elevating and telling the story of aspiring and established business owners in our community. And I think anytime we have an opportunity to use a gathering, right, to use some type of event to bring us together. Together and to highlight and to affirm and to promote, we're on the right track. Now, you mentioned clothing, but what are some of the other art uh, mediums that we might be able to see there? Oh, gosh, fiber and clay and acrylic painting and watercolor painters. And um, you, you'll have people in leather um, art and beaded jewelry. And so it, it almost is not infinite, but I think there's over 20 different categories. You have paper and drawing and, you know, you name it. I think artists get so um, creative, of mm-hmm. course, um, and innovative and um, use their art form to tell their um, stylistic and creative um, story. And um, in looking at the uh, getting into the the venue itself, you're beautiful park you can wander around and as you're wandering around we did say at the top that there was some great food there too. oh my gosh we're going to have over 25 food vendors i mean it ranges from anything like nordic waffles who is going to be calling in and talking with us a little bit about their business uh-huh. and um, how they serve the community i mean we have um several different ice cream vendors uh, naturally delicious and nine yum yum. We have a cotton candy purveyor spinning wild, which is <laughs> new and again the, even the name is just makes you giggle. Um, and we have uh, Ace Coffee Bar, which is a social enterprise through a local nonprofit organization, Ace in the City. And they uh, were also part of the um, Shark the, Tank. The Shark Tank, as absolutely. Yeah. They were a finalist, and they're all about um, helping to cultivate. Um, skills within young people in terms of uh, managing business and uh, business ownership. So it's a it's an amazing, I think, cast of characters, if you will, that and will be coming together. And young people that, that are will, involved with the ACE. Well, right? they're they're the they're the backbone of the um, ACE Coffee Bar, meaning they do all of the heavy lifting. They will be serving. They will be on site. Um, and this is their first year, so we're excited to give them room, right, and some space to promote their business. And one final question before we uh, go to break in just a little bit, and that is, how many of the artists are from the community? Uh, or at least from Minnesota, would you say? 
Oh, gosh, I would say anywhere between 50 to 60 percent. And that's no small thing, Mm -hmm. especially since that we get over um, artists who apply to the art fair over typically close to 400 across the country. Uh, That's about 216 different cities, 26 different states. Um, And it's a juried art fair. So Mm -hmm. and every year the jurors are different. Right. So that also helps to make sure that there's in many ways, I think, a level playing field Mm -hmm. because there's so many um, different types of preferences right for art but we try to do a really good job of having a very diverse and um um, jurors that have different backgrounds and when you say jurors there is going to be a best of show absolutely so not only do we have the part where the uh finalist or the, the those artists that will be presented get juried into the art field art art show to display but then there is a best of show and then there's also invitational award winner so there's a winner category right so every every artistic medium category um gets a nod well that's terrific and i'm excited about encouraging our audience to go see the potterhorn park and buy art yes uh that you know contribute back to the community and build the community it's about partnerships and it's about making the connection so have fun make sure you go down august 4th and 5th and check out all the events on ppna that's the potterhorn park neighborhood association Uh, but you'll be able to click on the events and see all the different things that are available there's a great um preview so check that one out too and we'll be right back after a few short announcements we'll talk more about the Potterhorn Park Art Fair. Come and see the uplifting drama, Aphrodite's Refugees. The gods play a high-stakes game of cards to determine the fate of one young man and his siblings. A mostly true story based on interviews with refugees. A theatrical play about resilience, perseverance, and family by Mantra Performance. Presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, August 2nd through 12th. I miss to sleep in a house. I would like to be awake to see the wall. Do you have questions about your career, your romantic life, your family, or your pets? Do you dream of connecting with someone who's crossed over? Hi, I'm Christine Schroeder, and I'm an intuitive medium and psychic. I offer strategic insights, useful answers, and practical advice to help you navigate life's most interesting situations. To learn more and book a phone reading, visit christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. That's christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. In 1994, Quentin Tarantino released Pulp Fiction, a groundbreaking film that changed the way movies were made. The only problem? You couldn't bring your kids. Until now. This year at the Minnesota Fringe Festival, we present a mortar-flagging adaptation of Tarantino's masterpiece, wiped clean of all the offensive sex, drugs, and language, but retaining all the wholesome and socially acceptable violence. Your kids will love it. Note, this show is not actually appropriate for children. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction is presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, taking place August 2nd through 12th. For more information, look us up on the Fringe Festival website at www.fringefestival.org. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction. Your kids will monster fishing love it. Actually, they won't. You should by no means bring your children to this show. Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And I'm glad you've joined our connection today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. 
And today we are talking about the Powderhorn Park Art Fair, which is just a fabulous event where you can shop hundreds of local and regional artists on the serene Powderhorn Park. You'll be able to taste foods from local food trucks and enjoy exploring the whole Powderhorn Park community. The days for the event are Saturday, August 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Sunday, August 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So that's next week. Uh, Powderhorn Park is at 3400 15th Avenue South, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Also, don't miss the showcase uh, youth showcase hours, which are Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 3. So today I bring back one of my favorite co-hosts. That's the executive director of Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, which hosts the art fair. And that's Tabitha Montgomery. Yay. Thank you, Lori. So glad to be back. Yes, and in our segment, you're uh, going to be interviewing Ashley Bradford, who is the event coordinator. Yes, and I'm happy to do so. So you know better than anybody, Lori, is that you can't do things in life without good partners, right? And so, Absolutely. I mean, it just means everything. And so we have an amazing team over at PPNA. I also want to give a plug out to the Minneapolis Park and Recreation Board, who's also a key partner for us in bringing this to the community because they so graciously provide a house for us right there in the park. But Ashley has now been with the organization for, I think, just over two years and has been doing an amazing job of bringing all of these moving parts together. So I'm happy to just kind of uh, let her talk to your audience about some of the things that they can expect to see when they soon as they step into the park. So, Ashley, um, yes. why don't you uh, share with our listeners some of the things that they can should keep in mind as soon as they come into the park? Like maybe one of the first things that they should grab before they embark upon enjoying all of the uh, uh, 250 artists. Well, um, one of the first things you should definitely grab when you step into the park is our brochure. It gives you a list of all of our food vendors, all the artists, um, all of our arts demonstrations. We have some community art people that are going to be there. Um, It gives you times and hours, and especially the times and hours of the youth showcase, which is really important, and people should go over there and stop by. One of the um, sections that I'm definitely most excited about. Cool. And, you know, actually, one of the uh, one of our art as far as arts demonstrations go is a, a longtime partner. And we are a equal fan of the work that they do is Powderhorn Empty Bowls. Right. And so Powderhorn Empty Bowls, you can actually if you are an artist, a clay artist in particular, you can work with them and spend pots on site. Right. Because they're building up their arsenal for their annual fundraiser that I think then happens in um, November. So, um, okay, so now if they've grabbed their program, Ashley, and they're making their way through the park, what else might we want to tell them to pique their interest about some of the food vendors that's going to be with us this year? Oh, we have three different food vendor sections this year, um, over 20 food vendors. Um, And so I would be aware of, like, each and every single section. Stop by each one. Make sure you grab a bite of something out of there. We have amazing ice cream vendors, cotton candy vendors, um, and some savory foods as well. Some people that have been staples in the community that love coming back year after year. Um, Asasia. And then we have some new ones like Gastro Trucks, who's never been to the art fair before and is very excited to be there and experience um, our community. That's super awesome. So, I mean, we know that we've been, I think, since you and I have been kind of hanging out with PPNA and doing some of this work, that we've been so fortunate, right, to have amazing weather, right? So one of the things that the sun is typically always shining, we've been fortunate not to get too much rain, but that could happen. So, you know, Ashley, this is an opportunity for us to just give people a plug, a little bit of reminder that if you're planning to come, as we know that you are, to the best art fair in all the land, what should they might bring with them? Um, Definitely bring an umbrella or a raincoat because we do not want the weather to stop you from shopping and experiencing the Powderhorn community. I'd also bring some sunscreen just in case it's a little too hot. And we do have water stations. Um, Minneapolis Water puts those around the park for us. So bring a water bottle, fill up your water, um, and just be aware of, like, Sometimes it can be really hot, and then sometimes it can be kind of drab and rainy. So be prepared for that as you come out and shop, because we do want you to have a really good experience while you're out in the uh, fair. 
Excellent. And, you know, we also, like, we've taken into account a little bit some of the, or not a little bit, but some of the accessibility needs of some of our, that our attendees might have. So the parking lot. Um, that's closest to the park building right along 15th Avenue. That's all dedicated um, for people with potentially mobility issues. That's the only persons that can park in the park. So please, um, and the park in so many different ways is um, accessible through different uh, 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 wheelchairs and or other uh, uh, sitting devices and so forth like that. So that should not deter anybody that might have um, mobility issues from joining us. Yes, definitely. We're um, one of the fairs that definitely accommodates to that. Please like, send us an email, give us a phone call, let us know you're coming, so we're even more prepared for your arrival. Excellent. So, I mean, I think that as the event coordinator, what are some of your final thoughts, you know, about the maybe the top two reasons that people who are listening should make sure that they come out to the Powderhorn Art Fair for the 27th annual event? Um, one of, some of the reasons would be definitely the top two would be um, the youth showcase, just us expanding art from, you know, it's very simple mind, like, oh, you have to be a certain age to this art. And now we're bringing in these youth, these amazing youth artists who are there to show what they can do. Um, and then another one would be the amazing um, group exhibitors, like all of these people that come together under an arts organization name, and they're there to um, show you what they can do as a group or a collective. Ashley, I've got a question for you. What part of this job do you like the best in, in doing the art fair? What, what is it that you look forward to? What is it that, you know, flips your switch when it comes to supporting this event? And, Ashley, she means besides your boss. In addition. In addition. Of course, because clearly, clearly she loves working for her boss. It would have to be just getting to meet all the people from the different walks of life. Um, and then handling and managing everybody's kind of like your expectations, the ups and downs, and problem solving um, some of the issues that arise. I think that that's the best part about the art fair for me. And you've been doing this, this is your second year? Yep, this is my second year. And so lessons learned from last year to this year that have, you know, made a difference for you in planning for this year? Yes, so many lessons. Um, one of the biggest ones is that I would say would be change is hard um, and then change is really good. So just like adapting and letting people know that, hey, this is what's happening and it's okay and everybody's welcome and we want you to feel comfortable and ask questions in the space and I'm here to answer all the questions and give you reasons to why things are changing and I want you to feel comfortable too and know that you're included. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, I want to make sure that our audience knows how to get more information. So the website is ppna.org, and then you can go to the event and see the art fair, and there's a preview that's very cool. And then you had mentioned earlier that, that you can go to an info booth. Can you tell me a little bit more about that real quick? Yes, PPNA has an info booth right when you walk into the main entrance of the park. Um, so it'll be information about the neighborhood association. We have more information about the art fair. You can pick, you can buy your T-shirts there, pick up more brochures. Um, and just if you have any um, concerns or questions, the staff there is more than willing to help everybody out and put you in the right direction, even help you find an artist that you may have seen like two years ago that could possibly be there. They can answer those questions for you. Perfect. And also when you go to PPNA, you can uh, download uh, the Metro Pass for that day. So, so there's no reason not to go. You either come down and have right, great exactly. parking or you can take the Metro. So, Absolutely. Zero reason not to come out. So everyone, plan on coming to the Powderhorn Park Art Fair. And we'll be looking forward to having you there. And we'll be back after a few short announcements. Uh, this is AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And you're listening to Connections Radio Show. Hi, everybody. Make plans to attend the one and only Powderhorn Art Fair on Saturday and Sunday, August 4th and 5th in the heart of South Minneapolis and picture-perfect Powderhorn Park. Experience and purchase original artwork from more than 230 artists. Spend time with your family and friends creating your own work of art at over a half a dozen art stations. And don't forget to grab a bite to eat from over 25 different food trucks. So join us on Saturday, August 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., 
or Sunday, August 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or both. The Powderhorn Art Fair is proudly brought to you by Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association in collaboration with the Minneapolis Park and Recreation Board with a generous gift from the Metropolitan Regional Art Council. Again, join us for over 230 artists, 25 food trucks, and six arts experiences on August 4th and 5th. So we'll see you there at one of the most local art fairs around. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theatre programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theatre by going to stagestheatre.org and become part of the magic of live theatre by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theatre Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theatre, go to stagestheatre.org. That's stagestheatre.org. Do you ever feel like the sidekick in your friendship? Has your name tag ever been printed, Jamie's friend? Is your Instagram full of pictures of your friends and your elbow? You may be suffering from sidekick-itis, but there is a cure. Come see Next the Musical, a sidekick story created by Angela Fox, Jason Kruger, and Tim Wick. A new kids musical playing at the Minnesota Fringe Festival August 2nd through the 12th. For more information, look us up on Facebook, Next the Musical, a sidekick story, or Find our page on minnesotafringe.org. We hope to see you at Next the Musical, a sidekick story. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Anna Schultz-Carlson. Look for sunny skies today with a high near 80. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 79. Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 81. Ferndale Market is a third-generation turkey farm in Cannon Falls. Ferndale's fully cooked products are uncured, meaning they don't have chemical nitrates and are cured with celery salt instead. You can find Ferndale turkeys all over Minnesota or find more information at FerndaleMarketOnline.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And today we are talking about the Powderhorn Park Art Fair that is sponsored by the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association. This is a fabulous art fair. Hundreds of local and regional artists uh, on the serene Powderhorn <laughs> Lake. You can taste foods from local food trucks and you can enjoy just exploring the whole Powderhorn community. Saturday, August 4th, so just a week from today, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and then Sunday, August 5th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's um, right in the heart of Minneapolis, 3400 15th Avenue South. Uh, we talked in the first segment about maybe uh, finding creative ways of getting there to around the 35W. <laughs> and I'm going to let my co-host today, Tabitha Montgomery, who's the executive director of Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Station, just do a quick, what's a good way to get there? If you can uh, take 35W as far as you can before you get too close to maybe 35th or 36th Street and then um, exit and then head to your east and take Bloomington or Cedar Avenues up to 35th Street, you will be perfectly fine. Um, there's not surface parking um, near the park itself, so there's all in neighborhood street parking that our community um, lovingly and uh, uh, graciously understands occurs and patiently. And patiently. <laughs> <laughs> we have the best uh, residents in all the land uh, that they understand that this happens every year. So do not feel um, shy about or afraid to park on the city streets, in the neighborhoods, in the community. And you can also take a bus. Absolutely. We have a great partnership. Again, um, with uh, Metro Transit, they have offered and provide the Art Pass, so that can shuttle you between our art fair and uh, the Uptown Art Fair um, for free. 
And you've invited an artist to join us today. I have. I have. And so this is like the cool part, like, right, of uh, of my job in many ways, because it makes it seem like we know um, really cool people all the time. And this is just what we get to do is hang out but of course. with amazing <laughs> artists like Krista McCoy, who we have on the line and who will be talking about uh, her experiences as an artist, specifically with the Potterhorn Art Fair. So I'm just going to just say welcome, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining Lori and I this morning. So, Kristen, um, since our audiences don't um, and can't see you and don't know anything about your art, why don't you take a minute just to describe what medium you work in and what makes your artwork special? Like, what is your creative point of view? Sure. Um, so, I am part of um, one of I'm one of the fiber artists in the fair, um, and I uh, specialize in resizable baby clothing. Um, when I got pregnant with my uh, first daughter, I was not willing to accept that I'd have to be rebuying clothing every three to six months. So <laughs> I stubbornly had to figure out a way that I could make a resizable like skirt and dress and shirt and have it still be cute. Uh, that was kind of my, my challenge is to have function, but also um, to have it not look like, you know, I was going to I have this big contraption that would resize with my daughter. Um, so I managed to figure out um, a skirt and then a dress and then, like I said, a top that fits from three months all the way through four years, maybe even a little bit longer. It just depends on the kiddo. Um, and then I also uh, cut everything from surplus and secondhand fabrics. And I am going to be getting into boy stuff. I just had my son five months ago. So that's... One way or another, I need to start working on the boy stuff soon. <laughs> now, that sounds like a really unique concept. Is there anything else out there that does that? You know, I was shocked when I was doing research because I wanted to look around and make sure I wasn't stepping on anybody else's toes with um, the concept of my of my line, and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> um, there are, like, those leggings um, that have, like, fold-over waistbands and fold-over cuffs that are made out of knit fabrics. Um, I usually like to work in woven fabrics just because the fabrics are so much more sturdy and they can hold up to way more washes. And as kids, you need to wash the clothes constantly. Um, but yeah, I was really shocked that there really wasn't anything out there. Um, the children's industry is so disposable because these kids grow so fast and you're just constantly getting new clothes in your wardrobe and then out just a couple months later. Well, Kristen, we love how you took uh, your artistic eye and applied it to a real-life problem. And so you mentioned the types of you use reusable fabrics. Is there any specific type of fiber that you uh, have a, you know, a preference for, whether it be 100% cotton? Or tell us a little bit more about how you make your fiber or your fabric selections. Um, well, first off, I like to make sure I find like fun patterns or great colors. Um, but when like when in doubt, I always go cotton. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll do like a cotton poly blend. Um, like if I'm doing, I make these recycled bandanas that I hand stamp to make my own pattern. Um, so those are fully recycled. And a lot of t-shirts are going to be the cotton poly blend. Okay. Um, I still want to make sure that they're soft enough because if they're drool bandanas, they're going to be on babies and they need to be soft on their skin. But if there's a little poly in there, they'll also like hold up um, really nicely in the wash too. So it's just kind of finding that nice balance where I don't want it to feel like super synthetic. Um, I would I would prefer as much cotton as possible. So I'm confident that you've piqued the interest of a lot of Lori's listeners, right? And so they're going to want to make sure that they can find you at the art fair. And so not only does our preview will help you to do that, you can find that online and the art fair program that you'll be able to pick up when everyone swings out to the art fair next weekend. But I just want to call out that Kristen is in our community showcase area, right? So that's going to be the closest mm -hmm. kind of horseshoe zone to the main entry off of 15th Avenue. And our community showcase is really one of our ways that we do a, a dedicated nod to our local artist in the community that has some type of connection to Powderhorn Park or specifically South Minneapolis in particular. So, Kristen, why don't you uh, share with us a little bit? I know that this is your second year getting juried into mm -hmm. the community showcase. So why are you excited to show your art and your, your amazing line at the Powderhorn Art Fair? Um, well, first off, last year when I was in the community showcase, the community showcase was just as strong as the rest of um, the exhibitors, which was amazing to have that many talented local artists. Uh, so when I was debating between doing the community showcase or the main exhibitor, um, it was 
clear to me to like if I do the community showcase, people know that I'm local, um, and I love that the city has so many amazing and talented artists. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. No, absolutely. <laughs> I got did. a little mommy brain going on this morning too. <laughs> you are a loud mommy brain. I mean, you have two small children. You make children's clothing. You are allowed to break on our show. Thank you. Absolutely. I do have a question for you about when you made the decision to do the first art fair, um, the p- mm-hmm. first Powderhorn Park uh, art fair. Had you been doing? Uh, business before, or was this your debut to come out uh, at the yeah, Park? Actually, um, so I am from Minnesota, and I moved away. I was in Washington D.C. for about eight years, and that was just kind of a a big whirlwind. Um, I actually started my own tailoring business with one of my best friends that I actually went to MCTC with. Um, we had a tailoring business and a local artisan boutique, and our specialty was revamping um, old clothing to kind of breathe new life into it. Um, but we got to kind of test out having an actual physical venue for local artists. And at that time, there really wasn't a lot of markets in D.C. And there wasn't a lot of homes for these local artists. And now um, that community is really developed. So that's I feel really good about, like, that there's a lot of places in D.C. where they can be. And there's um, there was a giant craft fair called Crafty Bastards out there um, that I did um, for, I believe it was three years. Um, so that was really, I always loved those fairs and just, it's so nice to be able to actually just talk to customers and like, yeah, you can see things online, but like, there's, there's nothing that quite replaces being able to actually chat with somebody and like explain to them, like, obviously I love what I'm doing and it's nice to like, let people know why instead of just like hiding behind a screen, like buy this, buy this, it's like (laughs) more just, you know, actually sharing part of my passion and part of myself with people and just seeing them get excited. And it's really nice to have that, that type of interaction and especially having a community vendor area um, just for people in the neighborhood to know what is right in your neighborhood is pretty remarkable. Now, is your goal, you know, have to get the word out that you can buy stuff online and have to get purchases or, um, or, or to sell, or is it to mostly sell? Um, I think it's like a, it's a mix of everything, especially since I'm a work from home mom. Um, I just had my second kiddo, which is just a little crazy finding sewing time. Um, but obviously, you know, I can't do a ton of markets, so I, I can do a market here and there and generate a little buzz. And then people know where to find me for the holidays, too. So then, you know, at that point, then I can try to amp up the online shop a little bit. But I think it's mostly like letting people know who you are and that letting people know where to find you. Cause also like, you know, my garments take a lot longer to make, so they are more expensive than, than like the stuff you'd go find at target. Um, so there are times that like, I, I would rather have people think about like, if they're unsure about the investment in the garment, like if they want to think about it for a few days and then, you know, they can reach out to me afterwards and I can do local pickups in, powder, in the Powderhorn neighborhood too. You know, it's just like all of those things. It's, kind of letting people know that I'm here to help. Um, and then also if they if they want to buy some fun things at the fair too, that is totally awesome. You know, Lori, I think one of the things that I love about what Kristen teed up, just in terms of the connection mm-hmm. with the attendees, is so, like, unique, right? Like mm-hmm. when it's still in terms of people thinking about of their small amount of time when it comes to how they spend it on the weekend. Why come to an art fair, right? Mm-hmm. When they feel like they're, they're so busy and there's so many things to do. But I think that for us as an association, we delight in knowing that you can get this up close and personal contact with not only local artists, because how many times have we've gone into a store and there's something beautiful and inspiring that we've seen and we just think about who created that, who, who had the talent, who had the vision to bring that together, right? And I think that for all of those listening that's again certainly one of the reasons to come to the art fair like you are able to really engage with the artist you can go into a very 10 by 10 foot booth you know a very intimate space and have a great conversation about the things that is right before your eyes things that are inspiring Mm -hmm. you to purchase right in a very i think meaningful way and are they able to customize if they have some ideas of what they like Uh, do you work with them on that as well um I guess uh, there have been times that I have um, 
to some extent, but I usually, I kind of stubbornly like to work with surplus or secondhand fabrics just because there's so much waste out there. Mm -hmm. So if I can still have it fit within that realm, um, like somebody that when I went fabric shopping, they wanted me to look for like a certain pattern or like a certain kind of pattern. Um, so I, you know, I will look for people when I go. Um, but I, I don't do like custom orders. Um, so much because once you open that up, then it's just kind of you end up losing uh, focus from where you what your goals are for for what you want to accomplish. And I have like so many other resizable garments that I just need to finish and put into production. <laughs> There's just not enough hours in the day. So for me, it's you know I I just need to focus in on on the resizables and the you know reusable or the recycled fabrics if I can. And speaking of patterns. Tell us about the girl patterns that you've got. <laughs> oh, well, I am not um, a very pink or princessy girl. So um, when I first went fabric shopping for this line, I had pulled a bunch of bolts of fabric and put it in my cart. And I looked out and realized I had pirates, uh, space-themed fabrics, um, dinosaurs, and, <laughs> you know, all these wonderfully nerdy things, and ninjas. Um, and so I very quickly realized that I was going to have a line that had more options for girls because well, that's the stuff that excites me. Um, and I do try to have, you know, some more girly prints, too, um, just to just to open it up to everybody. Um, but, yeah, there's also like a couple of Star Trek prints in there because I'm a total Trekkie. <laughs> so well, we're kind of a nerdy household. <laughs> it sounds fabulous. And I'm encouraging all the audience to go to ppna.org to find out more about this wonderful event. And we'll look forward to seeing you at the Art Fair on August 4th Thank and 5th. You. And we'll be right back after a few short announcements. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. Make plans to attend the one and only Powderhorn Art Fair on Saturday and Sunday, August 4th and 5th in the heart of South Minneapolis and picture-perfect Powderhorn Park. Experience and purchase original artwork from more than 230 artists. Spend time with your family and friends creating your own work of art at over half a dozen art stations. And don't forget to grab a bite to eat from over 25 different food trucks. So join us on Saturday, August 4th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or Sunday, August 5th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. or both. The Powderhorn Art Fair is proudly brought to you by Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association in collaboration with the Minneapolis Park and Recreation Board with a generous gift from the Metropolitan Regional Art Council. Again, join us for over 230 artists, 25 food trucks, and six arts experiences on August 4th and 5th. So we'll see you there at one of the most local art fairs around. In 1994, Quentin Tarantino released Pulp Fiction, a groundbreaking film that changed the way movies were made. The only problem? You couldn't bring your kids. Until now. This year at the Minnesota Fringe Festival, we present a mortar-flagging adaptation of Tarantino's masterpiece, wiped clean of all the offensive sex, drugs, and language, but retaining all the wholesome and socially acceptable violence. Your kids will love it. Note, this show is not actually appropriate for children. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction is presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, taking place August 2nd through 12th. For more information, look us up on the Fringe Festival website at www.fringefestival.org. A family-friendly Pulp Fiction. Your kids will monster fishing love it. Actually, they won't. You should by no means bring your children to this show. Come and see the uplifting drama, Aphrodite's Refugees. The gods play a high-stakes game of cards to determine the fate of one young man and his siblings. A mostly true story based on interviews with refugees. A theatrical play about resilience, perseverance, and family by Mantra Performance. Presented as part of the Minnesota Fringe Festival, August 2nd through 12th. I miss to sleep in a house. I would like to be awake to see the wall. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And I'm Lori 
Productions Radio Show. And today we've been talking about the Powderhorn Park Art Fair, which is a very cool art fair. 27 years? 27 years. And that's Tabitha Montgomery, who's been co-hosting the show with me today. She is the Executive Director for the Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association. Thanks for having us, Lori. Fourth and fifth next week. Yes. Just a week away. So everyone who's waiting with bated breath, (laughs) it's almost here. (laughs) Put it on your calendar. Put it, you know, type it into your calendar so that you remind yourself to go from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You don't have to go the whole time, but sometime between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Sunday, August 5th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's at 3400 15th Avenue South in Minneapolis. Uh, You can get a Metro Pass. You can. You can go right to our website and go under the event section. You'll click on Powderhorn Art Fair. And then there's the Metro Transit Art Pass that you can download and then you can ride for free. You've got a cool new thing this year, uh, Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 3, Youth Showcase. So you're going to have young people showing their art. First time ever. We're super excited. We're really trying to be uh, really mindful about how do we include everyone in the community. And so we have some amazing youth artists between 13 and 18 who will be in their own section presenting and selling their artwork. And i got to tell you, their stuff is amazing. I mean, it's really, it's just an age by which we're defining them, but their artwork is certainly um, on par with all the other amazing artists that you will um, see at next week's fair. And speaking of amazing, amazing, there's amazing food. There is amazing food. Tell me about some of the food. Well, listen, we are like one of the things that makes any event like uh, memorable, right, is just not only what you saw, but what you tasted. So we're a full sensory experience <laughs> over at Potter or an Art Fair. And we, we will have like over 20, I think, three, 24 food vendors. And one of them has um, graciously agreed to come on the um, this morning and talk a little bit more about what they will provide. But they're Nordic waffles, right? And so Nordic Waffles is just doing amazing things in the community, and they're on the call with us today. And that's Krista Peterson and Kurt Freiberg. Welcome. Thanks. So, Krista. Thanks for having us today. Yes, tell us about your food. Well, we will be offering a menu uh, that is going to make you drool across all day parts. And for the menu part of the segment, I'd like to defer to Kirk to actually give you what we're going to be serving at the part of our Park. Yeah, so, um, yeah, in at Potterhorn, we're going to have our Slammin' Salmon, which is our waffle with uh, smoked salmon, cream cheese, and green oh. onion. Every, it's a crowd favorite. Everybody goes wild for that <laughs> Just one. thinking about um, it, I've never thought of salmon right? and a waffle. <laughs> but then you put the cream cheese, and it's like, this is sort of like lox and, yeah. and, and waffles. Bagels. Yeah, it's, <laughs> ge- it's yeah. genius is what it is. Can yeah. you repeat the name again? Slammin' Salmon. Slammin' Nice. Nice. Okay. And tell us what else. And then, yep, and then we'll have our turkey uh, homemade chipotle sauce on it. We have an all-day breakfast, which is bacon, egg, and cheese. We have our signature cinnamon sugar butter, (laughs) our berries and vanilla cream, and a, another crowd favorite is our Nutella waffle. Oh, I love Nutella. Yeah, yeah. And they're all low fat. Is that <laughs> no calories if you cut <laughs> it in half. <laughs> and share with yeah. When you're out at an event, calories don't count. That's right. That's right. No, truer words have never been spoken, uh, Krista. <laughs> so this is your first so the, year. The menu, as you can see, is, uh, is made to inspire the memories. Um, a lot of people who taste the cinnamon sugar butter are, are talk to us about how they had cinnamon toast as a kid. Um, and, they, and then when they taste it on a Nordic waffle, it, their eyes roll back in their head. <laughs> it, they're immediately transported. Well, it sounds like a culinary art experiment <laughs> and For experience sure. that, that is definitely something to look forward to. So this is your first yeah, year. Yeah, and the other thing I want... Go ahead. Okay. No, no, you go ahead. The other thing I wanted to mention, too, when you talk about an experience is our waffle carousel experience, and that draws a lot of attention. It almost is a work of art itself. Um, so it makes uh, about 160 waffles per hour, and people come just to watch uh, their waffle being made on the carousel. So tell is this truly a carousel where it's <laughs> going around like a Ferris wheel or around the uh, like a carousel with the horses going around? <laughs> yeah, it, it goes around in a circle, not vertically like you would uh, okay. in, at, a, at a fair, but yes, yeah, more like a horse carousel. 
Cool. Wow, very cool. So, Krista, one of the things that um, I uh, that I had shared with Lori is that this is going to be the first year for Nordic Waffles being at the fair, and so we're super excited to get to have you guys there. So, why don't you uh, share with the audience, like, why is it uh, like why is it a cool thing for Nordic Waffles to be on the art fair circuit, and specifically the Powderhorn Art Fair? Well, like I said, we're, we're a company that inspires those feelings of friendship and warmth. And um, when you are in the art community, I think that what you're experiencing with your eyes, um, you also need to experience with your taste buds. And so we, we plan to bring that part of the experience to the Carter Hone Art Fair as well. Terrific. And now you also do some other um, food experiences. We do. So we have, uh, we have accounts that uh, we're located in five states. Uh, you can find all of them listed on the website. So once you go to the art fair, you're going to be craving Nordic waffles. You're going <laughs> to need to know where to find them on a daily basis. Absolutely. So if you go to nordicwaffles.com, it lists out all of our partners, uh, where you can find us on a daily basis as well. Terrific. And, and did I hear something about the state fair? Yes, we are going to be at the state fair. We are at the West End Market. Uh, and we are building currently a cabin that will bring a lot of surprise and delights visually um, but you have to stop by and try our state fair menu. We will have a couple of new additions that we're bringing to uh, the community so people can taste them only at the state fair. Wow. Can you, t- can you give us a little teaser? Can you give us a hint? Kirk, you want to give them a teaser? Uh, sure. I will tease you with our Viking black bean veggie waffle. Wow. How's that for a <laughs> That's a good tease. That's a good tease. I like that one. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for being with us today and uh, talking about your great food truck and your uh, delicious waffles. We do want to make sure everyone knows about how to get to Powderhorn Park. Um, I'm going to let Tabitha tell us one more time to make sure that everyone knows how to navigate these crazy summer roads. Yes. So the Powderhorn Park is actually between, in terms of major roadways, between Chicago Avenue to the west and then um, Bloomington Avenue to the east. And so if you're still trying to take 35W, which you can you would just simply exit a little bit earlier at like 46th street head to your to the east um over toward bloomington and or cedar go up to to 35th street and then head over to the park at 15th so it's not unachievable to get there without it being a headache but if you want to take the bus you can take the bus because we have the art fair pass within partnership with metro transit which is a very cool thing to do and great parking all around i also want to make mention about the powderhorn park neighborhood association working to enhance the quality of life of the powderhorn park neighborhood by facilitating community engagement embracing diversity of voices and fostering economic and community development thank you for all the work that you do with that thank you and if you can't remember that we simply say we connect inform inspire and advocate for the community. And part of that is hosting this great art fair. Absolutely. 27 years. Years and going strong. And not to be missed. Not to be missed because we know everyone who's listening will see you next week. That's right. Be there on August 4th or 5th from 10 to 6 or 10 to 5. We're looking forward to seeing you. And this is Connections Radio Show on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.